All right. So uh, before we, we should have been recording, we were talking about the famous Beach Boys song. Let's start at the beginning here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this morning, Trump announces that. I, I'm sorry to bring up Trump, but this is what happened, and we were just talking. This about is the world we live. This is the world he, we he, live in. Yeah. yeah. He announces that he's going to hold his own Fourth of July party this year at the White House. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's run by PBS. Yeah. I believe maybe White House. Uh, books it. I'm not sure. That doesn't make sense, actually, now that I say it out loud. Uh-huh. But it was a very White House lineup last year. And I told Paul and Chad here that it, the headliner was the Beach Boys. And the finale of the evening was a tan little Jimmy Buffett <laughs> hopped out with his guitar and his flip flops. And he <laughs> started singing Kokomo with the Beach Boys. And uh, the shot of the audience, they were just like mouth agape, like they couldn't believe that these titans of white rock uh, were uh, were were celebrating the Fourth of July with them, and then Paul said that Kokomo is. Uh, well, why don't you? Why don't, I'll let you describe it. Pick it up. Paul. I said that the the pick it the, up, pick it 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 up. The au revoir of of Beach Boys music is like a five store a five star tasting menu <laughs> of, of beautiful beautiful pieces of of art laid out before you, and then a, the same chef comes out after all the food has been laid out in front of you, and you're like, this is all wonderful. And then Kokomo is a giant dookie that he just takes across the entire all the food. All the food gets pooped on. And and, that- and see, I think I think that's valid, but I always loved Kokomo because Because you watched a lot of TGIF. Every show had Kokomo on it at some point. I'm sure, yeah. And well the Muppets version of Kokomo is pretty great. Uh, gosh, I want a sidebar so hard and I will. What? Uncle will. Jesse. Uncle Jesse is like still like <laughs> The chaperone for the Beach Boys for some reason. I'm not going to say John Stamos because he's not John Stamos no. when he's around the Beach Boys. He's no. Uncle Jesse. Wait, what? Um, Wait, what are you talking? Wait, what? have mercy. Uh, Uncle Jesse also because uh, they appeared. They appeared on Full House like three or four. I don't know about this. This this um, Beach Boys Full House connection. I'm not familiar. Uh, oh yeah, the Beach Boys have been on pretty much every show that was on TGIF. Okay, yes, I guess I just for- locks that out. I guess. Uh, but but Uncle Jesse also narrates um, the tour for uh, Graceland, and uh, Uncle Jesse tells you that uh, his character Uncle what? Jesse is named after Elvis's dead brother. What? Yeah, like I think. I, gosh, I wish I looked this up before I started going on this tangent. <laughs> but yeah, I think he either had a brother who died before birth, or perhaps a twin who died before birth. So Uncle Jesse is like is a nod. Is a is a little bit of a tribute to Elvis's dead brother. Dead but, brother. But Elvis Jesse. didn't make any. He did not ask for a tribute to be made to his dead brother. Up, upcoming, upcoming YouTube. Yeah, upcoming theory video is that Uncle Jesse is the reincarnated oh. dead body of Elvis's brother, who was like absorbed in the womb or whatever. Oh whatever happened God. to him, he survived. He, he, he made the boy he who moved lived. to San Francisco away from Elvis's purview, so he couldn't know about him. Uh, and and he grew more and more handsome every day while he waited to strike. Yeah, after and he, his and brother he, died, and he hid amongst other families. You know, more of his more. They're like Uncle Jesse, your brother, but do we actually know they're related by blood? I don't think him and Bob Saget are from the same bloodline. No, and no. you know what I'm I'm seeing? He he saw the error of his brother's ways and his unhealthy eating, and now he pushes. Greek yogurt upon us to try and promote health, <laughs> healthy living. He's good. He's the good Elvis. <laughs> He's the good Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> 
I uh, I think this is not the only scandal we need to talk about. Well, today. well. Also, Chad, you were talking about the Muppets version of Kokomo, which you didn't know had you, kn- you didn't know was a censored version of Kokomo. No, I've listened to it my we whole life. Have, I we love may it. have discussed this on this show before, and it's so not important that you may have forgotten. That's why I'm just going to. Um, I'm sorry. I say All it. of this stuff is important. People need no, to know. No, it's important to us right now. But like you know, <laughs> a, we've been doing this for five years, so like maybe five years from now we won't think about this conversation. <laughs> Hey, fans, but. listen, if, you, if this, is a, this is a fun new hunting game for listeners to the podcast. If you hear us talk about something twice, years apart, and you send us a link to us doing it, we, you, will, we will apologize. We'll get an apology. Will, You'll get a free apology. We, you will get an apology. You'll have to subscribe to the Patreon to get the apology, but it'll be <laughs> on there. <laughs> we, only subscri- we only apologize to patrons. I'm sorry. Patrons. I mean, listen. Patrons only. Ancient, I'm sorry. Ancient alien type shows are covering like the same seven pyramids, and they've right. made 900 episodes. We're just talking about other important history facts. Like, you know, there might be a little overlap. Well, here's the important history fact about the Muppets version of Kokomo. Yeah. I believe it's censored. The line where he says, I, b- I believe it's, I want to get in your pants. Can you, yeah, can at some you, point. yeah. Uh, can you say uh, it like he, Kermit? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, somebody else says it. There's like a runner in the music video for, um, Kokomo, the Muppets version, where someone is being chased around, and I think it might be the shrimp character. What's the shrimp's name? I don't even remember. Pe- you mean Pepe? Puppet. Pepe? I think it's Pepe. Yeah, Pepe the and, shrimp. And uh, Pepe says, I want to get to France. Right. Because he, he wants to escape being chased to be eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's how the Muppets censored it. Did you know the Muppets also did a a, a cover of uh, Once in a Lifetime that is not a parody? It's just a straight, like, Kermit doing Once in a Lifetime? And he wears uh, the suit? Yeah. Wait, some, are, you talking, like, are, you about, are you talking about the talking heads or the cars or whatever? Yes, the talking heads. The talking yes. heads that yeah. I feel like we've talked about on Goosebuds. Definitely we've like talked we, about yeah. that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What we haven't talked about is that revisionist history. This is a Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears situation. But mm-hmm. uh, the original version of Kokomo, which was covered by the Muppets, and they they G-rated, by, and that's the version you know, Chad. The original version is uh is called is actually called Kumsamo, and it's about <laughs> wanting to Kumsamo. Come Kumsamo, okay. You come once, but you want to come. Yeah, you want to come some mo. Well, Brian Wilson went to Kokomo, and he, f- he was so energized by the sun on the beach that he felt that he could have a lot of sex, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. he was like, come some mo. Yeah, he believed, okay. I think he believed, I-, I heard about this, I believe that he thought there was like some properties in the waters of Kokomo where uh, like it kind of like limited your refractory period. Yeah, he, you could mm-hmm. you could come upwards of 2.5 times more at, in Kokomo. In Kokomo, he tried to start shipping water. I think that's also where he met uh, Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, uh, I'd love to talk, you know, I, I would love to get into that. <laughs> I, I, can't, I have to stop myself. This is me verbally or uh, stopping myself verbally. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying it out loud. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> because there is a bigger scandal. Oh, is there that we need to discuss? All right, we'll leave Brian Wilson's scandals on the sideline for now. Sure. Yes. What's, what's His this Kumsamo song? We don't. We we talked about it enough. I think we need to talk about the scandal of Goosebumps. Yes. Yes. That's right. We were just talking about this. Uh, is this breaking news? Uh, Break RL is RL has been slain. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, well, we last last episode we threw out there or uh, Paul threw out there that he heard some scuttlebutt. That RL did not write most of the Goosebumps books, and that Scholastic had taken him to court for that reason. Yeah, something it was that a dispute between Scholastic and Parachute Press. Yes, I believe 
somebody linked us to it, and I'm going to bring that up to say who they were. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah, no, really dra- hard no, uh, on Twitter. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, please uh, drag them into this this thing so they're tied. Yeah. Well, they're responsible if we if we get like if people are mad at us, they're like that's not how it really was. Then we can say, well, it was Goosebumps Art who who told us, and that's who it was. It, it was, was Goosebumps, Goosebumps Art. Art. Um, but yeah, there was a there was a legal dispute, and uh, uh, in the legal dispute, uh, they were basically like, why aren't the Goosebumps books selling better? We think it's because Parachute Press is mismanaging it. And they, they said, we think Scholastic is mismanaging it. So there's a few suits back and forth. But in one of the suits that Scholastic alleges against Parachute NRL is that um, uh, Scholastic claimed that, and I'm reading from the wiki here, mm-hmm. Scholastic claimed that Stein was employing ghostwriters for many of the Goosebumps books. We knew it. A- according to Scholastic, Stein's 1996 publication agreement stated that he would be the sole writer for each main series book. Scholastic alleged that Stein wrote the first 16 books in the series independently, after which he began to employ freelancers. Mm. Um, we called it. Scholastic accused Stein of allowing freelancers to make the majority of his creative decisions while he contributed minimal changes. Scholastic went as far as to accuse ghostwriters for declining popularity of the series. Wow. Wow. So the, sorry, their lawsuit is, isn't that... We think ghostwriting's bad. It's that we're set. We're mad the books aren't selling. Yeah, if they were making bazillions, they wouldn't give a shit about the about the ghostwriters. Well, that's the problem with Goosebumps is that they were doing really well, but I guess Scholastic felt that it was not seeing enough of that money, and that it could be they they could be selling more if the books were actually good. And I think that falls in line with what I complain about on this show frequently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, well, it's it's what we just dealt with in the last book where the terror. Was an egg. <laughs> was an egg. There was n- absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing happened in that book. No. Like nothing. No. Well, so just for the record, too, if you really wonder if if the the claim is that he stopped writing them at sixteen, that puts if this was true. If this is true, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. we I think I think we're on the side of believing it. But if this is true, yes. uh, his last full RL book would be One Day at Horrorland, which is uh, one of the greatest. But then it would have been every, everything after would have been like why I'm afraid of bees, uh, sequel to Monster Blood, like Camp it is Jelly Jam. Chad, I mean that would really that would really explain how the sequel to Night of the Living Dummy has almost nothing to do with the original. Mm. Uh, and also, I believe uh, Camp Jelly Jam, my favorite book. I don't think R.L. wrote that one. I, I think like that one feels like a different writer for sure. It feels like they it, got like a good. A good freelancer was on that one. We're gonna find out like that Neil Gaiman did like one of these like <laughs> that kind would of things. That would absolutely be the Gaiman one. Then Neil Gaiman had Sandman money, man. He had Sandman cred. He was writing death spinoffs all before Goosebumps was ever hatched. All right, well maybe it was. He uh, was just doing it for the thrill of the kill, man. He just uh, he just wanted to get out there and, and do. He's some- like, I could write anything. I swear to God. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about uh, this 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 setting that we have now the first 16 books uh uh the rest of them ghost writers i mean i even heard from a little bird i won't say who that uh rl was allowing uh his children to uh write the outlines that's the scuttlebutt that's this uh, some scuttlebutt i heard and this is by the way just for the record this is like old this is old scuttlebutt we're digging up Right, we're old scuttle. Oh, yeah. like new stuff coming to light. This is us finding yes. old things. This is this is information brought to us by brought to our ears recently, but it's apparently old old news. Well, sources say. 
Here's the thing: if if he if he wrote Horrorland, right, the next book, like you said, Chad, is why I'm afraid of bees. And if a child were to write the first thing that scared them, probably that, right? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm so fine with that. It, it kind of makes sense that the first book that he didn't write, that maybe his children wrote, is a book about being scared of bees. It's interesting because I had heard either in like a Reddit Q and A or AMA, that's what they are on Reddit, uh-huh. um, with RL, somebody floated that out there. They were like, at some point in time, somebody had questioned him, did you write all these books? Yeah. Did anyone else write them? And he adamantly said, I wrote all the books. Right. Well, of course. I remember reading that at some point, some whether in an interview or in an AMA, he he was very stern about it. He I've shut definitely, it yes, down. I've definitely seen and it that. Sounded, it sounded like a legal defense, guys. That mm. sounded like the legal route to take. I think every every writer that uses a ghostwriter is going to always to say that they wrote all the books. Like the whole point of a ghostwriter is you want to say like you want to make it look like you did all of this. So, and I believe I believe that RL literally sat down and wrote the books out. I do believe that. But he may have if he just went from an outline, he probably he could have just followed an outline and just he just you know, look, we'll talk about the books and their repetitive nature and how he just feels like he's filling time sometimes, and I would not be surprised if he had an outline and he was like, "All right, I just got to fill words in between these plot points to get to the word count, right?" Yeah, I mean, there's definitely these stalling. Like, let's just describe the clothes the kids are wearing in a very dry way to pad five pages in. Yes, yes, it's it's strange. I mean, why why pad it that way? Like, I mean, I guess we can get all all into that in another episode. I, I I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And I guess maybe he felt he wasn't getting paid enough or something or. Some I don't know, but but there's many reasons why you may take that route. Let's just picture this. Let's picture like a fun Saturday morning, uh, the sun's shining on the Stein estate, and and RL puts on his little terry cloth bathrobe and his and his uh, skull slippers of curly, and he goes downstairs mm-hmm. and he and he smells bacon cooking, and he's like, mm, and one of his kids is making him breakfast, and the other one's typing away on a little a little laptop laptop typewriter thing and mm-hmm. and i was like morning kids how's uh how's book 37 going he's like we're tr- we're trying dad we're trying real hard also here's your eggs and bacon please just we're, we're thinking about maybe like uh, uh i don't know like a like a fish man but uh he he wants to get back into his 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 fish ca- his fish cage you mean a you mean a fish tank yeah dad a fish cage sorry i'm only five i don't know all the words and he's like mm. <laughs> We can work with it. We can work with it. Give I me- haven't go- I haven't gone to school yet. Yeah, I hadn't He's gone to like, school. Uh, yet. I'm sorry. You seem a little bit more hyped up than usual. Were you playing Doom on my <laughs> laptop? Did you fire up Doom? No, Dad. I swear. To- I swear. I wasn't playing Doom. You're anyway. only allowed to play Zoom Beanies. That's it. That's the only game I allow. <laughs> uh, I so I'm sorry. I was looking through the old books. I've been distracted because I was looking through the old books and I saw Deep Trouble and I 100% forgot ever even talking about that book. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I watched the episode Same. of that and the episode was like, oh yeah, we watched it together. Was I that think. the one the ep- that we we surprised Chad that we hadn't read the book? <laughs> I think so. I think so. And I believe, um, I believe the takeaway was that Deep Trouble is a two part episode and it. It, it it uses both plots of both books, one and two. Yes, we did. That's right. I, well, yeah. Now, I'm, now that I'm looking at our description of the episode, I'm seeing it. But oh man, there's a lot of forgettable shit. Here's the thing that's kind of a shame about if if this freelancing thing that we've been saying for yeah for years, 
Like, it doesn't even need to be a controversy if it was just done right. Like, RL could have totally made himself, like, a, a Sterling Twilight Zone. Like, I am the man that's presenting these to you. Welcome, hello, to, mm-hmm. welcome to me, the master of, of of teen spooks RL. I have cultivated a tale for you today. Like, whatever, I'd be fine. Yes. I'd, be, I'd be okay with that. Sure, this un, unfrightening, boring old man. But sure, that's him. He's the guy. But mm-hmm. as opposed to like, no, these all came from my typewriter, my magic typewriter that Jack Black will I do, depict someday. I, as as Tom said, I believe that that is a legal defense where he's saying I literally wrote words for every one of these books, and he probably did. Yeah, there's some there's some truth to that. But I mean, you know, let's why don't we why don't we? This would be a good place to say welcome to Goosebuds. <laughs> uh, today we have a book of interactive terror. A Tale oh. of Interactive Terror. It is R.L. Stein's, and this came from my collection of mm-hmm. purchasing books and hoping to use them to read title. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is R.L. Stein's uh, Indiana Jones wow. trademark and The Cult of the Mummy's Crypt. Okay. Cool. It says, on the top of the book, it says, by the author of Goosebumps and 99 Fear Street. This is a Ballantine young adult book. This is not oh. a... Scholastic. So, so there we might, might be guns. We might, there might be guns. Yeah, there might, Andy, might, Andy might pull his dick out at some point. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, he's been, RL's been waiting for that opportunity. It says on the back, race along with R.L. Stein, master of perilous thrills and icy chills, as he takes you to uh, the interpret Indiana Jones on the adventure of your life. But remember, your fate is in your hands. Your fate is in your hands. And then I just want to read the bio here because it's relative to everything we're discussing. R.L. Stein has written nearly three dozen mysteries and thrillers for young people. Three dozen? of them bestsellers. What year was this printed? Hold yeah, on, let's see. Let's that. see how if it's ninety nine Fear it. Street. There's, he there's more to the bio. There's more to the bio, but I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to the print. But that okay. was a germane sentence right there for sure. Um, Indiana let's Jones. See. It, but Stein, like Fear Street didn't this start until way seven. later into his career. I thought this is uh here. Let's see. I think Fear Street was early, Chad. I think he actually Hold started on that a second. Yeah, he did it. He started that in 1989, Chad. It actually started concurrently, I believe, with Goosebumps. Oh. Okay. Huh. Was that? Do you think that's where he was putting his time? Was Fear Street? I and think he's so. Like, Goosebumps. They're for idiots. Well, I'll let my, my here. Well, I'll tell you here. This is the rest of the bio. Yeah. I think this. This says this. This book says. Oh, maybe this was a reprint. This says first Ballantine book edition, February nineteen eighty five. So maybe this is a reprint. Oh, okay. Um. But it says, Mr. Stein grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Today he lives in near Central Park. Wow. In New York City. That's that's a pricey place to live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With his wife, Jane, and his son, Matt. That's it. That's it. That's all you guys that's get. It. That's oh, that it. Oh, I thought for sure there was more sentences to it. No, that's, that's the... <laughs> no. The scope of his life. Legally, that's all they can say. <laughs> that's all there is to say about that man's life. So, Goosebumps started in 1992. Fear Street started in 1989. What? Yeah. What? This so changes everything. He he, w- he was working on both of the So somehow he was writing Fear Street books and Goosebumps books, and he was busting them out at a record rate. I think you're right. I think that he was putting his effort into Fear Street, and Goosebumps was just the thing he fired off on the weekends, and we know how he did it, right? Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he was a, he's, Seems to be a very active writer. I mean, this 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 book we're about to read appears to have come out in 1985. Um, mm-hmm. 
He's written joke books. So, you know, he's writing. He can write. He can sit down and probably get a whole whole Goosebumps book done in a weekend, as you're saying here, Paul. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have to imagine that he became more and more prolific with Goosebumps, and he ran out of time. And he was like, well, these are for kids. I'll let my kid outline it, and then I'll write it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. We've really, we've really... Um, are married to this theory that we've we've concocted. We here. have and uh, we have no um, no proof other than the scuttlebutt that I heard. So Matt Stein, Matt Stein, this is your opportunity. Come forward, come forward, out. come forward, speak out, get Scholastic to win an old lawsuit against your father, <laughs> lose your own money, <laughs> lose your inheritance. Um, here we have a little bit of a change of pace. We did do a vote on the Patreon. And uh, suggested in the vote um, by our patrons uh, was an Are You Afraid of the Dark book? Well, that was put on the list for the next book to be read, if one. Well, it won. This is just a a special treat. Says Dom discovered this rare jewel uh, hidden in a thrift store, kind of like a cursed item, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, here we have uh, this is the Cult of the Mummy's Crypt featuring Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and maybe his penis, maybe his penis shows up. Who knows? Maybe, maybe his wiener, maybe a mummy's wiener. But the last book really tested, uh, I'll say, I'll speak for myself here, my patience. Mm. So why don't we take a quick break from Goosebumps, do another RL thing. It's spooky. It's about a mummy. Let's see how his writing is. Let's see if he's pulling pranks on the kids and the give yourself goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, That's another see. thing. He was writing give yourself goosebumps at the same time. Wow. Also, also this how is Indiana Jones, right? I mean, this is a classic franchise. It should be a, a relatively easy thing to imitate, I would think. Let's see what he does. Right. Yeah. He, I think I would think that he has a lot to a lot to play off of here. I want to see how I want to see how the voice of RL comes through in in a totally different IP that he didn't create. This is the first time we're seeing this for us. Yes. For us. Well, guys, here it is. You guys will make the decisions. I will read. This is Cult of the Mummy's Crypt. Cult of the Mummy's Crypt. Got it. There are illustrations, so I'll probably have to scan these and put them on the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon so I would like to see that. see that. Sure. Cairo, Egypt, June 1934. Watch out, kid! Indiana Jones yells. You leap out of the way of a camel cam- as a camel caravan comes pounding through the narrow street. The camels, laden with bulging straw baskets of dates and figs, gallop past, kicking up a thick cloud of dust that floats toward the crowded outdoor market across from you. You turn your head away from the dust. Behind you, you see a purple domed mosque surrounded by a low brick wall ain't that spooky mm-hmm. it's getting is it getting spooky guys already i mean <laughs> we went from figs to dust pretty quickly and mosques um, which according to a lot of people in america are very scary <laughs> that's very what i thought scary. our was going scary for. for people here in america bearded men do you remember when that xbox game was taken off the market um because there was a uh a, a muslim prayer in uh one of the oh uh, zach and wiki uh the the Wii game there was like uh, Islamic chanting. Oh, in- that's very oh, scary. Oh, I forgot about that one. This one is uh, this like new fighting game that that came out for Xbox. Like Microsoft put it out, and you could see like bones break uh-huh. as like you oh, yeah. when you're fighting. And like in the credits or in like one of the endings of the characters, there was like an Islamic prayer, and they took it off the market. I forget what the game was called, but yeah, it was a scary post 
9-11 world where people were scared and that's such a silly thing it's so great so picture that tent that tension while we're being taken into this indiana jones world yeah yes and that's what's happening guys here we go Behind you, you see a purple-domed moss surrounded by a low brick wall. Bearded men in long, colorful caftans push past you, ignoring the dust. We're a long way from home, kid, Indy says, lifting his battered hat to scratch his head. (laughs) If your parents knew I dragged you here, they'd murdered me. Yeah, who the hell are we? That's a great great Indy, dude. You're doing an awesome Indy. Oh, thanks, dude. Well, they wanted well, they wanted me to have an exciting summer vacation. <laughs> you tell your cousin, that's why they sent me to stay with you. Indy grins and begins to walk quickly up the crowded street. Wait, a veiled woman. Are we Indiana Jones's cousin? Yeah, we're his little cousin. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Uncle, un- Uncle Indy. Yeah. <laughs> what are the other seven books where a child, is, uh, like, does he have seven other <laughs> right. little cousins that come <laughs> along with him? I don't remember Indiana Jones ever talking about no. siblings at all. That's what's great about it. RL, creative, creative Force. Uh, Tour de force, force of creativity. Yeah. Indy grins and begins to walk quickly up the crowded street. A veiled woman dressed in black passes by quickly. She turns her eyes away from yours. This is going to be very educational, you tell Indy, struggling to keep up uh, with him and not lose him in the crowd. You don't realize how educational it's going to be. Turn to page two. Classic. That His voice is 100% there. Holy shit. Kawamp. A nice. concrete boulder hits the street and shatters just a few inches in front of you. Squinting against the bright sun, you and Indy both look up. There is someone standing on the flat roof of a five-story building, the tallest on the street. He's holding another boulder above his head, and he's about to toss it down onto you. Jesus. Kawamp. <laughs> These are the, the onomatopoeia. No, you're doing news. great. You're nailing yeah. it. This one lands even closer. The narrow street echoes with the screams of men and women as they run to get out of the way. A cart overturned, spilling its load of oranges, which tumble and roll past your feet. What's going on, you shout? Someone's trying to deliver a message to us, Indy says. I don't think it's a welcome to Egypt. (laughs) What's your next move? Try to get up to the roof and confront this guy or duck into the nearest building to get out of the line of fire. Oh man, what do you think? I think we should be we should be direct, Chad. What do you think? You mean you mean go and confront him? Yeah, we've got jo- <laughs> we've got Jones blood in our body, man. We've got to go straight at the at the guy. I think we uh not to Excuse me, sir. <laughs> not to not to play that card. I feel like the Jones thing is to fucking run. But uh let's uh yeah, let's go confront him. Let's see what happens. Let's climb this parkour this building. All right. Going to page 33 here. I think that Jones would go at him, Chad. I disagree with you. No, let's parkour this building. (laughs) You run around to the side of the building. Look, Indy, stairs, you cry. Maybe they lead up to the roof. Let's go, Indy yells. (laughs) As you race up the narrow stone steps, the cries from the street below still echo off the low buildings. Out of breath, you reach the top and step out onto the roof. Standing there waiting to greet you is the biggest man you've ever seen. He must be seven feet tall. He's wearing a black caftan that billows around him like a circus tent. His powerful muscles bulge as he holds a concrete boulder over his black turbaned head. He rears up to hurl it at you. Turn to page 48. 
Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ooh, there's an illustration. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Andy ducks and plunges a fist into the huge man's stomach. The man doesn't seem to notice that he's been hit. Indy tries hitting him again. The giant stares back defiantly <laughs> at Indy. He tilts his head back in triumphant laughter. This is this is great. This actually is spot on. Indy takes his opportunity to give him a shove. The man stumbles backward, loses his balance, and falls. The boulder drops away from him and crashes through the roof. We've got him now, Indy yells. He tosses you his pistol. Whoa! <laughs> keep, keep this on him. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him, boy. Take the shot. Fire away. <laughs> it's your time to become a man. <laughs> keep this on him. He leaps onto the giant and tries to pin him to the roof. The huge man yells in protest, but Indy has the advantage now. Maybe you'd like to explain what's going on, Indy demands. You won't explain anything, Jones. A man's voice rasps behind you. Real quick, drop real quick. the gun, kid. Jones's entire sorry, Jones's entire gambit relies on that man believing that a child will murder him if yeah. he doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, if a kid had a gun on me, I'd be like, fuck you, that kid's not shooting <laughs> yeah. me. Go on. They didn't even have Call of Duty back then. Um, <laughs> you dr- you drop the gun. You turn your head and see three men all in black robes. Their faces covered with black scarves. They are holding pistols aimed right at you. Looks like our plan of a man throwing boulders at you worked. <laughs> That's not what it says. You and Nitty look at each other. You know by his expression that you both have the same idea. To escape by the only route available, you're going to leap off the roof yeah, and try to make it to cool. the next rooftop. Turn to page I like 61. This, I like this this jobber guy that's like, I'm just doing Donkey Kong boulder throwing attacks. <laughs> yeah. They, look, man, they just gave me some money and I told them to throw boulders. <laughs> you lower your head and run as fast as you can. You and Indy reach the edge of the roof at the same time. You grab onto the low concrete wall and prepare to jump. Jump. <laughs> uh, but there is one little problem. The next rooftop is three stories below. Indy quickly turns away from the ledge of the roof and grabs the huge man, who is still struggling to his feet. Get behind him, kid, Indy says, using the giant as a shield. (laughs) We're walking away from here with him in front of us. They're not going to shoot their own man. You get behind Indy and the huge protesting human shield. (laughs) 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 the three men in black robes stare angrily at you they raise their pistols oh shit we gotta go to page 80 this escalate by the way like uh, i'm sorry did i miss a detail where like we're just in the middle of fights like we're just walking through (laughs) egypt or whatever and suddenly just we've involved in like a local like street war what's going on it escalated so quickly (laughs) you put on indiana jones and indiana jones started that's what's happening yeah yeah we're in the opening scene before the credits even show sure sure oh my gosh okay and fire the giant cries out in agony and slumps to the rooftop guess that wasn't one of my best theories indy says watching as three assailants close in any new theories you ask we can either fight or jump indy says flatly which do you choose Fight them or jump down three stories to the next rooftop. We fight gotta, or jump. We gotta jump. We gotta jump, Paul. We gotta. I, 
I think that yeah, I, you're right, Chad. In the beginning, we would have confronted, but now Indy would run at this point. In, Indy's a scrapper. He's got to survive. Yeah, we I would. just have to. I just have to throw out there two words. Yeah, broken legs. You guys are three stories. <laughs> no, we're gonna land. Uh, in, we're gonna uh, land uh, in an awning on top of like a fruit cart. We'll be fine. Yeah, there's gotta and be bounce something. up and collect the apples. Yes. for the <laughs> Indy's gonna pop out of the cart. And he's gonna have like bananas sticking out of his ears. You know that kind of thing. Like classic yeah. Indy stuff. <laughs> All right, we're going, we're going to 93. We're jumping. Okay. Let's do it, baby. Without looking back, you leap off the roof. You drop down to the roof below. Safe, you wow. tell yourself, but you've spoken to yourself too quickly. These old Egyptian roofs were not built to have people skydiving onto them. The roof breaks beneath your weight, and you crash through to the apartment below, which belongs to a rather distressed Cairo policeman. <laughs> There have what? always been strict laws for breaking and entering Fuck in Egypt. Off. Fuck In ancient off. days, you might have had your hands cut off for the crime you just committed. What? But since this is your first offense, they go easy on you. You receive a prison term of only 500 years. Fuck <laughs> Just off. think, sometime <laughs> in the 2430s, you'll be able to finish this adventure. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh. Fuck the off jumping and going through a roof. We got 500 years 500. in prison. At least we kept our 500 hands. years in prison. That wow. seems like I get what RL's going for. That It's not racist. It's like a terrifyingly like wrong view of a of egyptian culture i think like i mean i don't know i don't know how the judicial system works in egypt but it this is definitely coming from his uh his americanized point of view for sure i don't think they sentence you to five life sentences for breaking for, a roof for jumping through a roof after you ran away from three men who just murdered a giant in front of you that you were using as a human shield. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, Indy, Indy got the death penalty for that. <laughs> you watched as they killed Indiana just by putting rocks on top of him. Like, okay, well, I think we need at least one more life. That, that's yeah. crazy. Okay, yeah, I mean, do you guys want to fight and turn to page 11? Yeah. Or would you no, like, like let, to make all new choices? Ba- let's go back to the beginning and run from the situation with the rocks. Okay. Sure. Uh, Chad, you might have been right. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. right. You're going to duck into the building. You guys are going to duck into the building. Yeah. So we're, we're re- rewinding back. Uh, uh, let's let's Russian doll or or uh, run Lola run this. We're back mm-hmm. to initially a man okay. is throwing boulders at us. And we decide to run. Let's run. You run to the old wooden door. A, a weathered sign is covered with faded words in Arabic. You both push open the door and stumble inside as another boulder smashes to the street behind you. You find yourself in some sort of warehouse. The large room is dimly lit by a single light bulb suspended from a rafter. You walk forward slowly to inspect the barrels that fill the room. They're filled with grain, you tell Indy. Wheat and barley, I think. <gasps> Are we safe in here? A strange voice from behind you in the dark warehouse answers the question. The answer is no, he calls out. Oh, to page 24. it's a fucking warlock, I bet. It's, fu- it's fucking It's warlock. an evil brewmaster. Warlock. Yeah, that was a brewmaster. Evil brewmaster's voice if I ever heard one. <laughs> a tall man wearing a black robe steps out of the shower. <laughs> steps out of the shower. shower. Wow. <laughs> out of the shadows. He is carrying something in his hands. Jones, thank you for stepping into this trap, he says quietly. (laughs) I'm afraid you will not be allowed to complete your mission here in Egypt. Abdul, Indy cries, recognizing the man immediately. What an unpleasant surprise. I've heard you were mixed up in some sort of black magic cult. You ought to be embarrassed. 
A scientist of your stature? Tisk tisk. I wish I could allow you to live so that you might learn to respect this cult, Jones. But it is out of the question. Abdul steps closer. You and Indy gasp as you see what he is carrying. It is a cobra. No, <gasps> it is a two-headed cobra. What? Oh, fuck! What? Indy backs away. His hands are trembling. His eyes are filled with fear. Snakes are the things that terrify Indiana Jones the most, and this man named Abdul seems to know that. Unusual little snake, isn't it, Jones? Abdul cries, jabbing the two-headed cobra at Indy. It has an unusual bite, too. Ha-ha! You can see that Indy is paralyzed with fear. If you're going to get out of this dark warehouse alive, it's going to be up to you! Oh, because he hates oh, snakes, I get it. Because he, he hates snakes. Yeah, uh, he fucking hates snakes. I just love that as a child, we're getting the wish fulfillment of being the ones that have to keep the cool head and save Indy. Yeah, well, yeah. Indy, Indy at the end of this is going to tell us he's really proud of us and we, he wishes he was us. Like, that's what's mm-hmm. going to end, end mm-hmm. of this book. Yes. I wish I could be a little boy again, he'll say. <laughs> a brave little boy you, like you. We, we turn to page 16 here. You rush forward and with all of your strength push over one of the barrels filled with wheat. The barrel falls onto Abdul's legs. Wow, <laughs> his legs. <laughs> that's very funny. To Crip- crippling him. <laughs> he stumbles forward. The cobra slides out of his hand and onto the floor. Indy jumps away from the two-headed snake. Abdul leaps onto Indy, punching him in the stomach with both hands. They pull each other to the ground, wrestling in the spilled wheat. The cobra arches its heads and prepares to attack. Both heads bite into their victim at once. Aye! <laughs> the Basil warehouse <laughs> echoes with screams. Turn to page 106. Oh my god. Uh, Murdered great. a man. Holding his side in agony, Abdul stumbles away as the snake slithers down a hole in the floor. Abdul pulls open the door to the street and runs out into the crowded, narrow street, screaming for help. Indy, still shaken and covered in wheat, slowly picks himself off the floor. Nice work, kid, he says, a small grin breaking across his face. I guess I'm almost glad I brought you along. Thanks a bunch, you tell him. You hand him his battered hat. Let's get out of here, Indy says, shoving the hat down onto his head. Let's get over to the Cairo Museum and see if we can find out why my old friend Abdul and his pals don't want us around here. Turn to page 87. I love it. I'm so, you're doing such a great Harrison Ford who's, you're doing great, Tom. I think you're nailing his also level of like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I I can hear the resentment in your voice and I love it. I, it, it bleeds through some films with, with Harrison, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would rather be smoking pot. He just fucking just pot. fucking kill me in any movie I'm in. Just I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I just want to go home, smoke, and then fly my plane. Um, do you remember when that was in the news? That Harrison Ford was like flying a plane and got in trouble? He oh, yeah. We all, thought he di- we all thought he died. Yeah. Gosh. Harrison. A few minutes later, you find yourself entering the plush, bookshelf-lined office of the curator of the Cairo Museum. Come right in, Mr. Jones, says a tall, dark man with slick back, straight black hair, a pencil mustache, and a thin-lipped grin. He comes out from behind his large mahogany desk. I do not believe we have met. 
I am Omar Salam. Indy shakes hands with Dr. Salam and introduces you. Salam offers you chairs in front of his desk. My old friend Marcus Brody from the National Museum wired me that you were coming, Jones. Mm -hmm. Marcus Brody, huh? (laughs) You have been visiting our farms, perchance? Indy is puzzled at first. Then he realizes what Salam is talking about. Oh, you mean this wheat? Indy says, brushing a few grains off his shoulder onto Salam's plush red carpet. (laughs) No, uh, we took a shortcut here. I am curious as to why your friend, why you and your friend are here, Mr. Jones, Salam says. Please tell your story. But before Indy can begin, the door to Salam's office bursts open. Oh, shit. Turn to page 62. I got to say, a lot of action is being taken here. Yeah. Not yeah. by you guys. No, no. We, no. we are just kind of witnessing going, yeah, Indy, do it. Uh, kill him. Get him. Get him. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry, Dr. Salam. I had no idea you had visitors. The intruder in, is a young blonde woman. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> the intruder is a young blonde woman dressed, dressed in a smart gray business suit and carrying a notepad. Come in, come in, Marla, Salam says, giving her the same thin-lipped smile he gave you and Indy. I believe you will find Mr. Jones' story of interest. This is Marla Evans, my assistant, Salam says, turning to Indy. She is an American, too. I'm from Cincinnati, Miss Evans says, looking Indy up and down. His rumpled clothes covered with grains of wheat obviously do not impress her. How exciting for you, Indy says sarcastically. He turns to Salam. Can we get down to business? We're on a rather urgent matter. What the hell's with the Cincinnati burn, Indy? (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Well, it's exciting for her because she's from Cincinnati and she's in Egypt. Guys, Indy Indy is doing his default negging. He always does this. Oh, you're right. You're Mm. right. Yes, yes, uh, Salam says, pointing to a chair for Miss Evans. She pulls the chair as far away from Indy and you as possible and sits down primly. It's not working. Her back. The negging is not working. (laughs) Her back as straight as the chair back. Dr. Salam, I'm here because two mummies were recently stolen from the National Museum, Indy says. He is interrupted by a loud crash. Is everyone just bursting in, like everyone's cramering into this room over and Seriously. over again? He can't say two goddamn words. You can't you can't uh, take two steps without a rock or a person busting through the roof of whatever building you're in in Egypt? Apparently, Salam rushes to the office door and pulls it open. A servant is outside, bending over a tray of drinks that he just dropped. Terribly sorry, Effendi, he says. Shrugging his shoulders, was he eavesdropping? Indy asked suspiciously after Salam closed the door again. I do not believe so, Salam replies quietly. He is a trusted menial. Continue, Jones. We have information that two stolen mummies were brought here to Egypt. We don't know why or by whom. Marcus Brody has asked me to find them and get them back to the National Museum. And why has this young person accompanied you? Salam asks, looking at you with a frown. My cousin here was visiting me for the summer, so I brought him along. (laughs) Marla Evans Evans sneezes. Indy offers her a filthy handkerchief, and she recoils in disgust. (laughs) Just a little detail. (laughs) I believe I can be of help regarding the two stolen mummies, Salam says, his face turning Grim, I think you need to know about the cult of Ramar. Hell yeah. Turn to page one. A lot of page turning, just a lot of information. 
Lots of exposition so far. I, listen, I'm engaged in this in this fantastical no, it, world. A lot of a lot is happening here. Yeah. The cult of Ramar, Indy asks in surprise. I know about that cult. It died out centuries ago. Apparently not. It has been revived, Salam says quietly, leaning forward on his desk. There are people, Jones, who run around in black robes and believe they can bring the mummies back to life. They are people who... He never finishes his sentence. A bomb under his desk explodes! (laughs) No, 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 what? The explosion knocks you out of your chair. You hit your head on the carpet with a thud. Everything goes dark. You struggle to regain your, your feet. The room is filled with smoke. Indy and Marla Evans are struggling to their feet. Through the smoke... And the wreckage of Salam's massive desk, you can see Salam lying motionless on the floor. Dude, bleeding. what the fuck? Wow. You hear footsteps. <laughs> People are running away outside the office door. Do you chase after them? Or do you de- first or do you first see if you can help Salam? You'd better decide quickly. I think we Holy help Salam. Yeah, we gotta let, we gotta help the man who just exploded in front so, of us. Okay, yes. but like was there like a hidden bomb under the desk? Like what I guess? <laughs> I love that there was an explosion, and we knew it was a bomb as soon as it exploded. Yeah, well, Indy's spider sense went off, and we yes. just kind of knew, yeah. That was a bomb. <laughs> they, are peop- we- they are people who, he never finishes his sentence, a bomb explodes under his <laughs> Okay, all right. Are you guys going to chase after the footsteps? or We're going to turn to page 95 for that. Or if you see if you can help revive Salam, turn to page 75. I mean, I want, uh, Chad, I want to chase after the people, but... You know I, what? You're, 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 you're right. Let's chase. Let's chase. No, but but I mean, I feel guilty leaving a man who was just blown up well, with a bomb Well, listen, if we, if we know it was a bomb, we know he's not making it. Yeah, true. <laughs> sure. All right, so you guys are gonna yeah we're gonna chase the people. No, we're gonna chase the people. Okay, yeah, because that was kind of my thinking. He's he is dead. He's dead. I I thought maybe we save him. He has further information. I mean, do you guys want to at least look at the body? You might get a description. <laughs> like we dip, we duck our head in for a couple pages just to see. Hold on, let me just turn to page seventy-six. Maybe there's an illustration of a yeah. Dead see if there's person. a picture of a dead body on there. No, no illustration. Okay, uh, we'll run. Okay. Um. Okay. All right. Uh. Thanks for looking at the body. Okay. For us, okay. I've looked at the body, and I will say there is no descriptor. He's just losing a lot of blood. Um, wow. Wow. That's very okay. descriptive. Actually. You guys chose to run. Okay. Uh, 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 along with that, he does roll his eyes back and die. So he did die. Okay. okay. Good to know. Um. Ninety-five. Okay. Let's go. You run to the office door and struggle to pull it open. Indy is right behind you. Let me try it, kid, he says. He turns the knob and pulls with all of his might. It's been secured from the outside, oh. he says, giving up. We're locked yeah. in here. Fucking What's what? the hissing sound, Marlon Evans asks, walking up behind you. You look down. Gas, you yell. <laughs> Green gas is seeping into the room uh. from under the door. We're trapped, trapped, Marla cries in terror. Uh, so if the bomb <laughs> didn't kill you, they've got backup gas. They've got gas. They got, it's not just gas. It's like cartoonish Joker gas. That's yeah. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> I have to turn to page 64. The green gas is pouring quickly into the room now. You begin to cough and your eyes are burning. Indy tries the door again, pulling as hard as he can. It won't budge. The window! Wait, the window! He yells. (laughs) Looking up at the small window high above Salam's shattered desk, the window is barred, Marla says. All the windows in the museum are barred. We've got to try it anyway. Maybe we can break through, Indy says, holding his filthy handkerchief up over his nose and mouth. Dr. Salam, we've got to get him out too, you say. 
You look down to see if Salam is moving. He has moved, all right. He has completely disappeared. What? Oh, fuck. Indy, Salam, he's gone, you cry. What? It was a, it was a fake bomb. What? No, what? That doesn't make that any was sense. That a real bomb. It blew up his dad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's left. He had his own. He was survived. Yeah, okay. So if wow. you look at the body, okay. he died. But if you did it, he got away. It's really, it's really Salam's box. It's Schrodinger's cat of... Yes. Yes. Was he alive or dead based on if we observed him or not? Perfect. All right. All three of you stare at the spot where this wounded Salam had been lying. All that remains is a pool of blood. Kidnapped, Marla cries. What? Sure. That's where my brain would go, too. Yes. You can see that she is using all of her self-control to keep from getting hysterical. How could he have been kidnapped? No one came in the room, Indy says. Unless there's a trap door in here. Uh. He begins to search the wall and floor. We'll never find it in time, says Marla shakily. Let's try the windows instead, you suggest, choking from the gas. Your eyes are burning so badly you can barely see. We have less than a minute, Indy says flatly. You wonder how he can be so calm. You must decide which way to try and escape. Do you look for a trap door or a secret exit in the wall? Or do you try to escape through the window? Ooh, through the window, through the wall. So the sweat dropped dropped out my balls. balls. Uh, I mean, I think we... I think we follow Indy's advice of a trap door. Yeah, I think that's the coolest way to go. A window's boring. Okay, 47. We're turning to 47 here. Desperately, Indy shoves away pieces of the wooden desk and searches the carpet for a trap door. You dash to a wall and begin to run your hands across it. The gas is thick and sour smelling. Oh, there it is. Sour. There it is. You cough and choke as you reach the nearest bookshelf. Your lungs are ready to burst. You can't take another breath. The room begins to spin. You grab onto the bookshelf to hold yourself up, and a small door slides open in the wall. (gasps) Quick, Indy, I found it, you manage to sputter. You stagger forward into the opening and find yourself in a dark tunnel. Indy, right behind you. Marla, this way, he calls. (laughs) But it's dark in there and filthy, she cries, choking and gasping for breath. Indy reaches through the small opening and pulls her in. All three of you stumble forward in the darkness. What is that fluttering noise coming toward you? Turn it's to page it's my heart, Indy says. <laughs> <laughs> it's my heart. It's blown out of my body. Bats! Indy cries. Oh, you can barely make out the flapping wings of dozens of bats in the darkness of the narrow passage. If I weren't so terrified, I'd scream, Marla says, her voice <laughs> in a okay, shaky okay. whisper. And then she screams. A bat has grabbed onto her shoulders. Its wide <laughs> wings beat furiously about her head. Indy removes the bullwhip from his shoulder and holds it into the air and cracks it. Hey, nice Indy moment there. You Did he just yeah, whip a dude, bat? Dog. He whipped a bat. He whipped a fucking bat. The bat drops its hold on Marla. Indy cracks the whip again. The bats, highly sensitive to sound, flap a hasty retreat. The fluttering fades in the distance. They'll be back, Indy says. Marla has covered her face with her hands i'm so embarrassed that i screamed she says we don't have time to be embarrassed if we're going to catch up with whoever kidnapped salam and get uh, and locked us in the office we gotta get moving indy says maybe the gas is gone maybe we can go back through the office you say thinking of the bats that await in the darkness no you must decide which way to go. Keep going forward. Turn page 27. Get out of the dark tunnel and go back into the office. Wait. <laughs> turn to page 54. Go- okay, so I feel like it's really stupid to go backwards. That's insane. But, <laughs> but we've proven that there are 
fucking bats in here that are gonna attack us so but i don't know thing, man bats bats being uh you know villainous are a myth you know they're just they're fine they may be they're a just scared. hair they they're blind scared. and looking for food they're yeah. blind and looking yeah for i food. think we keep going we keep going because andy's proven that he can whip them out of the air for us so yeah okay. damn the three of you hurry through the dark passage. You keep listening for the bats to return, but they seem to have retreated to a different area of the museum. Did Dr. Salam ever mention this passage to you? Indy asks Marla. No, never, she replies. Who else would know about this museum well enough to know about it? Indy asks. I don't know, she answers, struggling to keep up. What about that cult you mentioned? Oh, whoops. What about that cult you mentioned, you ask? The cult of Ramar <laughs> believed they could bring mummies back to life, but that was a thousand years ago, says Indy, as you make your way through the darkness. Could they do it? I'd be real surprised, Indy said. <laughs> I'm even more surprised that people are falling for that nonsense all over again in 1934. But it would explain why the mummies were stolen from your museum back home, Marla says. To be brought back to life, Indy smiles. The smile is cut short. All three of you discover at once that the narrow passage ends at a solid wall. There is no exit. Fuck what? off. What? Page five. We're turning to page we five. Di we die of, of hypothermia. I don't know. Indy feels around on the cold, wet wall until he finds a lever. He pulls it, and a door slowly creaks open. Ooh, okay. The three okay. of you burst through it all Better. at once. You find yourselves in a vast, dimly lit room of marble floors and walls filled with glass, display cases, and ancient stone mummy cases. Ooh, We're in the mummy room, Marla Evans says in surprise. <laughs> oh, yeah, and look, a mummy has been stolen from that sarcophagus. There's a trail of blood on the floor, you say. They must have carried Salam through here. The what? bombing and the locking and <laughs> the bombing and locking us in the office were all part of their plot to steal a mummy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm just trying to okay. Not to slow this down. So no, no, no. Take no, a break. No, no, let's, let's take a break. The office, it. Let's unpack it, yeah. the office that Salami was in is had a secret passageway that led straight to a mummy's tomb. To the mummy room. That's already mm -hmm. been burgled. And so unless Salam had this built, the bad guy's plan was to bomb the protector of the mummies and then go through his trap door and steal the mummies in that moment. Yeah. And, and Salam himself. And Salam himself. Okay. Sure. And, right. and to throw poison gas in the room to poison a uh, a doctor and his young cousin who he's hanging out with for the yeah summer. yeah yeah okay just want just want to make sure that was what we were all at got it yeah we're all, all right. on the same page here I think the bombing and locking us in an office in the office were all part of their plot there to steal a mummy Indy says searching the room for other clues. What I don't understand is why they're dragging Salam along with them. Another mummy is missing, Marla says. I can't believe it. Two of them. They're worth millions. <laughs> They'll be worth even more when they're alive, you comment. <laughs> Indy frowns at you. <laughs> Not funny, kid. The three of you follow the trail of blood past row after row of dark mummy cases into the next room, the ancient weapons room. The walls are lined with metal spears. The oh, two, yeah. two men in long black robes and black turbans are standing across the room. When they see you enter, they each pick up one of the ancient spears from the display case and charge toward you, screaming angrily as they attack. Oh, Turn no, they got the 38. spear of this dude. We're they fucked. Ju they also said nothing. They just went straight into attack pose and charged at us. Oh, hell yeah, dude. There's an illustration here. I get to look at it. Uh, you grab one of the ancient spears from the wall and toss it to Indy. Marla backs into a corner, almost almost tumbling into the empty mummy sarcophagus as Indy charges. You look away as you hear the clang of spear against ancient spear. When you look back, 
one of the black robed men is on the floor writhing in pain. Oh my god. And he leaps over him and prepares to deal the other deal with the other attacker. The two men struggle, plunging their ancient weapons at each other until Indy's spear breaks in two. Uh, no. Hold on. I just gotta say that being Indiana Indiana Jones's Young cousin, we have witnessed multiple murders so far this summer in a single day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this is well, this is what we wanted like, for us. This is what our parents wanted us to see over this summer vacation. Well, I mean, you know, in, 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 what's interesting about this book is that you can have multiple universes because mm-hmm. you guys did experience that path, and now we've gone ahead and butterfly effect it. Yes. And we've went back. Yes. That's what the butterfly effect was about, right? Yeah, it's about Ashton Kutcher. I never saw yeah. it, but sure, yeah. I never saw it. I was just working at Blockbuster when it came out. <laughs> um, you try to throw him another spear, but you cannot get it out of the display case. The black row man attacks furiously and holding the spear at either end, pins Indy to the floor. Um, I should say at both ends. You say right? pins Indy like the spear went through him? Or like, no, I think he like holding the spear at either end pins Indy to the floor. Oh, oh sorry. So he's using okay. the stat. It, he's like it, he's it, he's yeah. using the worst part of the spear to attack Indy with it. Yeah, yeah, the wood, the wood. Um, uh, but it is ancient wood. Uh, True. let's see. Uh, the spear down on Indy's neck. He begins to press the spear down on Indy's neck, suffocating him. You leap onto the attacker's back and struggle to pull him off Indy, but he is too strong. He swats you away with a powerful swing of his arm. You fall backward. Indy struggles to get out from under the spear, but he cannot. You pick yourself up and prepare to leap back onto the black-robed attacker again, just as two Cairo policemen run into the room. God yes. damn it. God damn yes. it. No, we're going to oh, go yes. to jail for 500 years, oh, Paul. Oh, you're right. This is probably <laughs> worth a 1000 because we blew a place up and oh, we killed a man with a spear. No. <laughs> The attacker loosens his grip on the spear long enough for Indy to scramble away. The policemen pull out their pistols and call out something that sounds like freeze in Arabic. They must have heard the explosion, Indy croaks, that his throat carrying the spear uh, mark emblazoned in red. Uh, What do you do now? Keep fighting and hope that the two policemen will come to your aid or take this opportunity to try to escape. Well, we're not going to trust a cop, right? No, uh, we got to run. We got to run. We got to run. Yeah. Okay. Page 107. We're running. It seems like if we just just summon this out, it seems like if I'm going to call them the mummy cult hadn't mm-hmm. attacked us, they would have gotten away with all of this so far. Yeah, oh yeah, if they hadn't blown up. The, well, that's just classic indie, right? Wrong place, right time. I guess. I guess. Yeah. The black robed man runs toward the doorway, ignoring the policemen and their commands. The police give chase. This is our this is our chance, Indy cries. Quick, this way. Marla comes running over. Indy runs up to a display case on the far wall. He pulls a small lever beside the case. The wall quickly slides open, revealing a narrow passage. Inside, Indy yells. I've got I've had my eye on this lever ever since we came into the room. <laughs> I've been wanting to pull that lever since we came in. <laughs> the three of you dash inside. The wall closes behind you. You follow the narrow passage into a small, dimly lit chamber. I've worked here for two years, Marla says. I never knew any of this was here. I don't. She stops short. What was that? Howling sound. Turning to page seventy-five. Oh fuck! Are we gonna? Is it gonna be a werewolf? Uh, no, it's gonna be a mummy. But yes, it might be a werewolf. You never know. Ooh, the chamber ooh, of the this howling. Has got, this has got a fucking illustration on it, guys. Ah, I'll have cool. to scan these in. Dumb. Yeah, if you get too scared these. with one of these illustrations, you gotta let us know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this one is a scary one. You hear the howling again. 
look inside those cages, you little cages, you cry. Your <laughs> eyes are adjusting to the dim light. You can make out shelves containing dozens of small cages along the wall of this secret chamber. Ooh. The three of you walk up to the cages. Cats, he <gasps> says. Dozens of house cats. Oh, Why no. would anyone in the museum keep cats in cages, Marla asks. Good question, Indy replies. Do you know any of the experimenting that's been being done with animals? Marla doesn't get a chance to answer. <laughs> you hear a muffled assumption. clumping sound behind you. In the dark room, you turn around to see a group of mummies, living mummies, oh. lumbering toward you. Hell yeah. Finally. I, I, I was going to say the cats are there to ward off mummies. Don't mummies hate cats? I think. Is that what they were there for? I thought it was like it, they were like no it, cats were in like, cats were cats well, were mummified, listen, killed and mummified along it, with in their, the Brandon Fraser um, mummy. A cat definitely scares off the mummy at one point. Oh, I, always I think thought, that's I think that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood belief. They, right. It's made up Hollywood stuff. Because I was gonna say I thought that they just loved having a cat, and they were like, well, when I die, I want to have a cat hanging out with me. For the rest <laughs> yeah, cats <laughs> coming with me. Yeah, Egyptians love their cats. Yeah. This can't be happening, you cry. It's a nightmare. Pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right that's not the right phrasing of it. Oh, it's it's a nightmare. Pinch me. I want to yeah. wake up for I guess no, I know you would want to wake up. I right? know, but the use of pinch oh. me is normally like, I can't believe this is a dream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the smell, Marla cries as the odor of decay fills the chamber. The three of you stare in disbelief as the ancient mummies stagger and stumble toward you, their gauzed arms breaking free of their crumbling bonds, stretching out menacingly toward you. The cats begin to howl and cry. You are backed up almost to the doorway. Indy slides his bullwhip down from his shoulder. We may have to give these old guys a fight, he says. <laughs> you must decide what to do. Try to fight them? Turn to page 23. Try to run out of the secret passage and get away from them? Turn to page 60. How, do, we, do we get a number of how many mummies, you know? Yeah, like, how many cats have we got to whip here? Or it's mummies well, that we're whipping, not mummies. the cats. Yeah, uh, Paul's I like, believe, let's not whip it, the cats, dude. Hold on. Like, let's, let's in hold the on. illustration, there were four mummies, I think. I uh, think I think we could fight four mummies. They're probably slow, right? Yeah, and it's and it's indie man. He's great with the whip. We saw him whip a bat out of the air. Let's let's whip him. Okay, fight them. Fight 23. them. All right, we're going to twenty three. Indy raises his bullwhip, but an ancient gauzed hand springs forward and knocks it from his grasp. The odor is overpowering now. Marla covers her nose and backs toward the door. The cats are screeching and crying. Why are the cats in the uh, in the secret chamber? Do they have something to do with the power that brought the mummies back to life? Mm -hmm. You will not find out. The mummies <gasps> surround you and grasp you in their powerful arms. This adventure has a gripping ending. Unfortunately, you are the ones being gripped. No! Evidently, they intend to squeeze all the drama they can out of this story. Better close the book. This is definitely the end. Okay. Oh, okay. Frick. All right. All right. I feel like that's the first time RL's things have made common sense to not fight the mummies. Yes. I would. I would say we get a third life and we go back and, and go run. back and and run and yeah run. yeah. Um, I have to find the page that you guys were can, on. Can I, can I make a, can I make a, uh, a prediction? Yeah. Somehow, Salam is in charge of the mummy cult. I think so, too. He's in on this, right? Yeah, I think they took him. But, it was like a cover. He, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Salam, if he is in on it, that means that he had a bomb under his desk in case somebody came in randomly like yes. we did. Yes, yes. 
Unless they knew we were going to... I don't... Didn't he say his his friend from the movies... How how deep does this go? (laughs) His friend was our good buddy... Whatchamacallit, uh, fucking, uh, shit, what's his name? I was gonna say Uh, Giles, but it's not Giles. Marcus Brody. Marcus Marcus Brody. He's a good dude. I think Brody told him we were coming, and now he, like, I gotta do a crazy bomb trap. He did have a pencil-thin mustache, and he he smiled at you with his He had a thin, thin thin lip smile, yeah. Yeah, evil, yep. This is a a sarcophagus conspiracy, I'll say, okay? Yes. Um, All right, we're turning to page 60. You guys are going to run. The cats are screeching and howling. The mummies have surrounded you. One of them reaches out a long arm and bats the whip from Indy's hand. Oh, shit. The mummies move in for attack. Marla grasps and falls back against the wall. You raise your hands in front of your face. You don't want to see what happens next. You wait and wait. Nothing happens next. The mummies have all stopped. They slowly slump to the floor. They've lost their energy, Indy says. Wiping sweat from his brow with his hat. And listen, the cats have stopped howling. They seem to have been connected to the mummy somehow. We've got to get going. What? We don't have time to figure out, figure this out. They may start moving again. The three of you stumble out of the doorway. You are exhausted, but you make your way as but you make your way as quickly as you can through another dark passage. A few seconds later, you find yourself in another secret chamber in the Cairo Museum. Indy, look! You cry. More mummies. Will these mummies attack too? Turn to page fourteen. How many mummies oh, are there? Okay, sure. <clears throat> these mummies do not move. They are propped against wooden oh, crates. God. What are they doing here? Marla asks her. Her eyes wild with fear. She has lost all of her calm and composure. Indy takes a close look. These mummies are all stolen, he says. Here are he two mummies knows. from the National Museum. Mission accomplished, you say, trying to sound cheerful. <laughs> Not quite, Indy says grimly. We've got to get them out of here. The cult of Ramar is obviously headquartered right here in the Cairo Museum in these secret chambers. And now I remember about the cats. <laughs> What do you mean, you ask him? More than a thousand years ago, cult members believed you could transfer the souls from certain cats into the bodies of mummies what? to bring the mummies back to life. That feels the cats made up. We found back in that chamber were probably used to Indy doesn't finish his sentence. You a hear footsteps approaching. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone can't finish their sentence. You hear footsteps approaching. Someone is entering the chamber. Turn to page thirty two. Okay. You know, I'll buy it that they, you can transfer a cat soul into a, into a mummy. I'm going to buy that. You duck down behind a large carton. You peer over the side and see four men in black robes enter the room. They have taken the two Cairo policemen as prisoners and have bound and gagged them. They shove the policemen roughly to the floor. Aww. Indy reaches for his bullwhip, but he has left it on the floor of the cast chamber. We've got to fight these guys to get our mummies back, Indy whispers. <laughs> but we have no weapons, Marla protests. We'd better just hide here until they go away. You must decide what to do. Hide, turn to page 22. Fight, turn to page 7. I mean, come on, chat. What are we doing here, right? <laughs> We're here what? to fight. We're here to fight. Yeah, I think even though this seems like a book that's punishing us for fighting, let's let's fight. Let's... let's... I... I... I just keep going against your advice of doing what Indiana, Indiana, I must call him Indianapolis Jones. Indianapolis, Indianapolis yeah, Jones. Yeah, that's his full what name. Indiana, whatever uh, he would really do, which is run, I'm fighting against that that uh, that urge. Well, it's just better. Instinct. If, are, there th- are there levers for us to pull? If not, I guess that's what we got to do. So, sure. I want to fight. I want to fight. I don't want to, I don't want to run away again. Let's fight. Okay. Let's fight. All right. Here we go. Stop right there, Indy yells as the to- at the top of his lungs. <laughs> well, you can imagine that. I part. believe. I, yeah, I can hear it. 
startling the men in black robes. Indy doesn't give them time to react. He springs from the top of the carton and leaps onto one of the cult members, knocking the pistol from his hands. They were armed with guns? I didn't know that. (laughs) The man grabs at Indy and misses. Indy dives to the floor and tries to grab the pistol. The gun slides across the floor, out of reach. Two men leap onto Indy and begin punching him. All three are rolling around on the floor in a desperate wrestling match. Can Indy possibly win this match? Turn to page 26. Okay. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. We still don't know who's behind this cult. The two cult members who are not fighting stand and watch as Indy and and their two cohorts wrestle around on the floor. Suddenly, they seem to realize that Indy is not their only foe in the room. Uh Uh-huh. One of them runs over and tries to grab Marla, who backs away in surprise. You reach your foot out, and the man trips over it, falling to the floor. Hell yeah. His robes tangled around him. The other one is coming after you now. Indy, help, you cry, realizing you are no match for this angry cult member. (laughs) But Indy is too involved in his own fight to hear you. The man grabs you by the shoulders and lifts you off the ground. Marla screams. Turn to page 37. Is this Mar- guy going to kill a kid? I, I Listen, by the way, if we need to, we sacrifice Marla. She is oh, worthless. Yes. She's, a, uh, just, she's just a throwaway character. The man lifts you up in the air and is about to toss you head first across the room, but he stops. You slide out of his hands and realize he isn't looking at you anymore. He is looking toward the doorway where eight ancient mummies are stumbling in at surprising oh, speed. Fuck, they doubled. Holy shit. <laughs> they multiplied. <laughs> Indy rolls away from the men he was battling and pulls you and Marla back. The four cult members stand frozen in fear. When they finally turn to run, it is too late. The mummies grab them with their powerful arms. The cult members are screaming in Arabic, but their words have no effect. Indy rushes to untie the Cairo policemen. They stare in horror as the mummies crush the black-robed victims. They slump to the floor, lifeless and still. A few moments later, you and Indy check the chamber containing the caged cats. The cats are all lying dead. No! No, that's so sad. Well, I guess they're in mummies now, so that's kind of cool. But That's the, so the cult's sad. cult's power oh. is ended, Indy says darkly. The mummies will not walk again. Then what? Indy's mood suddenly brightens. I guess we've done our job, he says. What? We'll arrange to have the National Museum's mummies sent home. Then maybe we'll go out and buy you some souvenirs to take home. Wait. Uh, Wait. No thanks, Indy, you say with a grin. I really don't think I'll have any trouble remembering this trip. Was that the end? That, that was that was that wait, was an end. What did that we, was an end. What did we do? Like, like I, what did we do to fix things? I mean, I guess that was good, right? That was a good. The bad guys got murdered by their own mummies, so it's yeah, good. mummies crushed them. You <laughs> crushed were going to get thrown headfirst across the room to your crushing death. I would assume, but we didn't like. Did I miss a detail? We didn't like you know uh, gain control over a mummy rod that allowed us to control them or. Or use a, a villain's magic to subvert it, or choose not to look at the Ark of the Covenant as it opens. Like right, right. The the mummies that were that we could have fought, and we did fight in one alternate reality that did murder us. Uh, they can they created more mummy magic in the background while we were fighting those men. So I guess all we did 
was hold up the bad guys long enough for the mummies to do mummy magic and then murder the bad guys. Yeah, we needed the mummies yes. to reproduce and mummy mate to make more mummies. It's just survive. We had to just survive long enough. It was tower defense. We had a tower okay. defense situation on our hands. If you look at Indiana Jones stories, yeah, sometimes Indy succeeds regardless of what he does. Like... Like the first Indiana Jones movie, amazing movie, one of the best yeah. written f- films ever, shouldn't work. Indy doesn't actually succeed. Like the bad guys get to where they are regardless. Right. Well, every time that true, every time Indy succeeds, the bad guys swoop in at the last second, right? Yeah. I think if anything Indy does is maybe convince them to open the covenant before they take it back to Hitler. That's maybe the only thing he actually does. Yeah. And then because he knows not to look at the covenant, he and Marion survive. And that's the only reason why they succeed out of it. It's an interesting story that shouldn't work. This book is mm-hmm. doing that, but like the bad version of Indy didn't actually do anything. We just kind of ran and stalled. He kicked some ass. I guess. He did, he did kick some ass. Look, he whipped a bat out of the air. <laughs> I don't feel good about that. But it was like an innocent bat that wasn't really hurting us. Uh, it was attacking Marla, who could scream and get the attention of mummies or cult members. Yeah, so, yep. Did you guys notice any similarities between this and Curse of the Mummy from Goosebumps? Because uh, I did. There was there were some similarities. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, kids on vacation mm-hmm. in Egypt. Yeah. Uh, their uncle, I believe, works at a museum. Yeah. Or they're excavating. They're, they work for the museum and they're excavating this tomb. And there is a cult that is trying to revive the mummy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and pretty is, similar, pretty similar. Um, he just, yeah, like you're, you're right. He, this book came out well before that book, so he definitely probably just was like, well, I'll just take all those stories but and put them into this, whatever. I got, I got to say, the writing of this book is far superior to any of the give yourself goosebumps, except for Secret Agent Grandma. That was that Secret was Agent Grandma was crazy. Uh, I that was. I don't know. You know, I yeah, sure. It's a better written book. I don't know if I feel too emboldened by the choices Paul and I made. Clearly there were good and, <laughs> and bad options. I think the the part of trying to figure out is like, did we we just like never found Salam? Yeah, what the hell? We just kind of gave up on him, huh? <laughs> he was abducted. He was abducted, he was but abducted. only if we hadn't gone to his side. If we had gone to his side, he would have bled out and died. Right. Maybe he w- maybe he was mummified and turned into one of these mummies. <sighs> maybe yes, maybe we we by leaving him, he was taken and when we stalled fighting those two guys in the spear hallway, he was able to become a mummy, take his mummy revenge out on his attackers and that is how and now he's king of the mummies. I would have liked to at least heard about like why these bad guys are trying to to resurrect mummies, you know, like Mhm. Yeah, a little bit of like a like a a reason for this would have been nice. There was no reason for any of this to happen. Um, there's a great illustration in here of you and Indy tied to pillars in a giant mummy room, oh. where it seems like the cult is all there, and uh, there's like a bunch of mummies. I'll have to I'll have to take a picture or scan this one. This one's great. Um, there's like a cult leader. You know, there's a total temple of doom moment here uh-huh um and uh yeah it's a shame that you guys didn't get to that path that sounds yeah i, I want to call out that it seems like we somehow i i really don't know what choice we made that didn't get us there but mm-hmm. we missed out on a plot involving a new pharaoh because yes. looking at the indiana jones wiki about these uh now there's uh <laughs> behind the scenes 
I think this is important. It's less characters. One of them is the new Pharaoh. So sir, clearly there's some sort of plot about resurrected a Pharaoh, which is kind of uh-huh, cool. Uh-huh. Uh, but <laughs> when you look at the behind the scenes, it says there are a hundred distinct narrative paths throughout the book. Eight of these end in an infinite loop bouncing between pages 71 and 88. I'm very upset that we didn't find that infinite. So loop. is that literally just like turn to page 81? If you run, if you want to keep running, turn to page seven. Like it literally just keeps having you go through uh and then by comparison two paths are tied for the longest at 44 pages each one ends happily with indy evading the cult by taking the new pharaoh hostage that's cool that's cool i guess we also got a happy ending but just we didn't discover a pharaoh plot and then the other longest path is nearly identical but it concludes with indy getting burned alive by hot tar (laughs) (laughs) wow I feel like that wow. would have been really, I, Dom, you would have loved that because you love it when people get burned by hot tar or something happens to their legs and a guy got his leg smashed. So that would have been well, perfect. Well, I don't know if I love when people get burned by hot tar, but I definitely would have laughed. <laughs> I think you would have laughed, yeah. There's an illustration in here where you and Indy are trying to escape through this door that doesn't seem to be opening, and Indy is holding a torch to uh, a pack of uh, tigers. Oh, cool. Oh, wild wild pyramid tigers, huh? Chad, we should have gone back and fought those three guys with guns, because apparently we missed all the exciting stuff by avoiding I guess. I I just think you got to, like, if you're going to write a choose your own adventure book, you got to keep consistent rules of... You're either rewarded for adventure or rewarded for looking out for yourself or something, but like for cow for cowardice, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like fighting well, one guy led to paths. death. So why would why would three right. be okay? It's funny, right. you guys got a good ending that is the most boring ending. Like a bad ending would have been more interesting. Yeah. yeah. We're right. like, well, that was the end of those mummies. I guess they just came alive and uh those guys got eaten and let's not check any more questions. Let's go home. We do not want to <laughs> go. Let's go home. Let's get you a souvenir and get you home. I don't know why I brought you on this crazy adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I would have liked a little bit of like a little a bit a bit of answers. In that I, 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 I just want to, you know, again, call to um, consideration the writing here. Yeah. What did you guys think of the writing? I thought the writing in this book was a lot more descriptive and fluid than your typical Goosebumps book compared to Egg Monsters from Mars um, to this book written maybe 10 years prior. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely, maybe he spent more time on this book. I don't know. What did you guys think of it? I think, well, we we saw the sour was in here. So there was some <laughs> hallmarks. There were some hallmarks. Something. But I think this was earlier in RL's career when he was probably less, uh, he didn't have the burden of a giant franchise on his shoulders. So I think he was probably able to take his time with it, a little bit more time. That's valid. Yeah. I, I also, I somehow think it's a little bit, both heart, uh, it's easier in a way. I think if you get to just mimic a movie's voice, like he did a great right. job, right? like him him punching that one bodyguard and then him doing nothing. That's a very basic Indiana Jones joke that always works. Like mm-hmm. you know, Indy's yeah. not strong enough to to make the heavy guy like you know feel anything. That's great. Yeah. But it also, like you're kind of getting to write your own fan fiction of a movie, so it's it's both better and. Uh, it, some of the things are easier, I think. But uh, yeah, it's overall better. Listen, if this was the, t- the level of the Choose Your Own Adventure books, I would be much more... They would be way better. Way, way, way better. Well, here, I'll say this. Uh, the song Kokomo came out in 1989 <laughs> after, after this book. So I'm going to blame Kokomo for, as the reason why his, his writing went downhill. Sure. That seems fair. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. You know, I think this was great. You know, this was um, 
uh, very educational. It was educational. We we've we've uncovered some um, secrets locked inside the museum of RL thanks mm. to secret levers we pulled by. <laughs> Goosebumps aren't tweeting us a link about the lawsuit. Yep. Um, it, you know, and just to, you know, say firmly here, none of the f- claims made against RL were founded at all. I believe they settled out of court. Mm. Right. We don't know. We don't know any. Like, we're all of our stuff is hearsay. It's all we can yes. only bring hearsay to the table. Yeah. Here. All we're doing is, is slandering at most. <laughs> That's all we're doing. <laughs> Look, we made this show where we have to read his writing, uh-huh. and um, you know that's our problem. Our <laughs> He's not making our us. Self- He's not making us write the book. Bu- read our, the books. Our self-made problem. <laughs> uh, but but it was interesting to read a, 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 another book of his dealing with horror. This is very much a horror topic, even though it is the realm of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I liked it. I thought that it, it, it had a lot of action. Clearly. One thing that he didn't have to do was describe the character at all because you are the character. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would be interested to revisit the first 16 at a glance and compare to um, books we read going forward. We, we need like be- an author forensics to like dive in yes. and cross compare. Yeah. I think it might be nice towards the end of our run of the original books to maybe uh, dive back in and have like an episode where we cross where we cross compare yeah sure let's do it let's do that let's let's make that claim now that we don't have to worry about until later yeah let's, okay let's, yeah let's put that out there uh future selves you'll have to deal with that suck it someone remind us that we have to do that <laughs> uh guys i think that's been a pretty good book to read through dom thank you so much for being our dungeon master yeah thanks for finding that dom oh yeah absolutely you know i have uh so many books <laughs> i have so many books I'm getting ready to do uh, a friend's uh, – he's doing a museum, believe it or not. He's doing a museum of his toys. My my friend uh, – Beautiful. Obvious plant. He, he goes by on the internet if you've seen his things. Yeah. But uh, I have to create a, a, a couple paperback paradise books because he asked me to be in the show. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. It was very nice. So I had a couple books in mind, but I had to go find them. And they were in the very last book box that i checked because like i live in an apartment i don't have that much storage so mm-hmm. the, like things are under things and i had to go through all these books and it's, all, it's uh, always uh, in the uh, last through, place you look dude it was in the last place i looked at but through going through that i found this book so her these done. books belong in a museum <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god End it. End it. End it. End it. <laughs> Wait, go to comfyjunior.com and buy my book. Okay, end it. End it now. Great. You can get all of my postcards for $10. That's a deal, guys. Oh, You're now. not going to get that deal anymore. Support the else. show by going to patreon.com slash goosebuds. Thank you so much. End it now. End, 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 end. end it now. Wait, Paul, did you want to sell something? <laughs> no, he had his chance. Turn to page three. It's over. The <laughs> end.
This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our beautiful patrons at patreon.com slash goosebuds. Thank you to Kale Clinton. Really scraping the bottom of the barrel with these cat names, guys. <laughs> uh, should be scratching the bottom of the barrel. Ah. Hollis Hornbeak. <laughs> Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Fred Atkins. Nathan Dolzal. David Cron. Chris Birch. Dapio. Mickey C. Michael McDowell. Clayton C. <laughs> Kyla Tharp. Buddy Morrill. Mike Lanteri. Nick Hinkle. Joshua P. Robertson. Cameron Murphy Audio. Daniel Kaleas. Jim Greaves. John Luke. Jared Mason. Martin A. Macias. Zane Keith. Tattoo <laughs> Pearl Henderson. Joshua Lopez. The Rupal Productions. Jobs. Christopher Boyce. Jonas or Jonas Blatterman. <laughs> we do not know. Afshin Mataleb. Mickle Hearts Corn underscore. Ah. <laughs> Danke Mexanke. Bean Father Spookman. Jennifer Britton. Stephen Ghost Kisser Daniels. Victor. Brandon Rowdenbush. Aaron T. Strunk. No cute name, just the Mantis, baby. <laughs> Chris Culver. John Jimco. Heath Robinson. Turtlemancer. Brian Wells. Sleepy Boy 69. Those tricks won't work anymore. <laughs> they don't work. Joe, remember to save early and often, Scott. Paul Grosso. The Dragon Llama. Zentacles. Walter Frazier. Drew Applegates. Michael Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor Dirks. John Keaty. Kramer. Aaron watching you sleep, Dom Cole. Nice, he got you again. (laughs) Becca Becca McWilliams. Stealth Bates. Joseph Miranda. Alistair Perez. Scott Colopy. Robert Moon. Patrick Reynolds. S. Third Sergio. Jason Crooker. Vincent Modica. Luke Noodles. Zam Bambino. He's a good boy. That's an inside mm. joke between me and him. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel Pardo. Tammy. David Lee Backbone, a.k.a. DL Spy. Nice. Just a pretty good dog overall. Love Christina Dolly. Clay Castle. Calf. <laughs> Cody Redfield. Matt Bachelor. Randy Hernandez. Trendy Moron. Tyler Penner. Maddie. Boyo Boyo. Ishak Arafin. Jake Young. Axel Rock. Matthew Rieger. Ryan Melfi. Heidi Shanks. Gabe Chavez. Shifty Swamps. Reinfected. Hector Alberto Rivera Ortiz. I'm too lazy to come up with a clever name, so fuck it. Damn it. Jack Frazy. Devaldi. Alan Sailor. Kyle Top Billings. Oh, nice. Sam Z. Hash. James Roy. Mikey Jello. Chosen One. Gregory D. Warren at your service. <laughs> Jin K. Bradford Coulter, Esquire. Nathan Remick. Jonas Eggman. Rich Hillborn. Ethan Obama. Aiden Diaz. 
Dylan Vaughn. Soothless Barry, the Whistler Bostowitz. Nice. Nice whistle you had. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Well done. Dan Henshaw. Joshua Jacob Witz. Andrew Sheriff. Justin Wagman. Reed Steubendike. Matthew Literal. Cry Bricky. They took my thumbs. <laughs> Cardboard Walk. The John D. and Catherine T. McArthur. <laughs> Good job. Tommy, the breakfast must flow hoey. Oh, yeah, we all agree with that. That's a great one. Welcome to my goblin library. <laughs> yes. yes. Eric LeBaron. Joey Evans. Nick V. Big Bo on the Beats. Rug. Andre Villaneva. Up in Champ. Carewise Gamgee. Alicia Grafe. Solazo. <laughs> James Hudson. Anthony Kuabara. Malicious Delicious. <laughs> nice. Carl Kleinsasser. Senpai Gods. Cameron Hansen. Emma B. Drinking Blue Ice. Soup Experimental. Brock Graham. Yanni Marcovina. Hugh Bolin. Jake H. Swaggy Yolo Squire, the swaggiest squire in the Yolo Shire. Yes. Very nice. Get slinked, B word. Yeah, I censored, yeah. It's going to keep happening. Frank V. Eloise, wow. Elusive Koala. Eloise Koala. Eloise, Eloise Koala. Uh, Lee Wood. <laughs> Jessica Zeeball. Paul's Christmas Sock. I don't, uh, I don't know what that's about. We that's kinda, a, I think that's about getting slain. Yeah, I don't, don't know don't. what that's about. Mm. Blake Alvarez. Valhalla Black. Foolish for Deborah. Generally depressing. Etono Moore. Christian Van Skeever. Ryan Shell. Adam Norton. Samuel Lowell Jackson. Boney. Brooke X. Boss Skeleton. Corey Shelley. Yeah. Dan. Dylan Eads. <laughs> <laughs> Pallet Town Champ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we got some new patrons this month. Low Belly, Hate Me. Nicholas Butler. Jeremy Lowe. Zach Connor. Daniel Cotter. And Carter Glass. Welcome to the Book of Names. <laughs> You'll never get out. <laughs> That's the book closing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all. Thank you to all of you. Thank you for your support. It is very. We love you. It is for very, it. very appreciated. It is best. We love you. Bye.